This is the Create Yourself Podcast. Welcome back to the Create Yourself Podcast. Today, I'm joined by none none other than Mr. Van Nguyen. Van is a national ranked weightlifter. He is a stud coach, um, fitness guy. I've been working out for a long time with this guy. He's got tons of knowledge. Dad, man, husband, you name it. This guy is multi-talented. It's a pleasure to have him on today. What's up, Van? What's going on? Hey, you just have a new kid too. You are a dad of three. Is this that side banter that it you wanted? It is that to side banter I want. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to just jump into it. <laughs> so the other day, truth be told, we recorded this podcast and this is take two. Completely got screwed up. We did it during a class at our gym, and the barbells were bouncing, and the music was loud, and uh, man, it was just a hot mess, and you couldn't hear anything we said. So uh, we decided to re-record it, and Van made a comment that we don't banter enough in the middle of the in the beginning of the podcast. He was thrown off by how I jumped straight into it. So this is his banter. I do have a new kid. He is awesome. He was uh, going to the bathroom in his diaper loud enough, right? I was I was in the kitchen. Did get you my, cry? Yeah. Uh, oh, so it's good. You know, uh, <laughs> Megan was feeding him, and then I was in the um, kitchen getting my coffee ready, and I heard this loud sound, and you know what it is. He was doing some work in his diaper, and it was pretty good. He's going number two. Uh, number two, right he in his had diaper. To let you know, that's a good kid. But I heard it from the kitchen. That means when he goes to potty train, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> as soon as good. he grunts, you better oh, run him. Man. All right. So today's podcast is uh, we're gonna do a Q and A. We didn't get to a lot of questions that we had online um, last time I did a, a Q and A podcast. So we're gonna revisit some of these today. We're gonna dive into it. I'm sure, just like yesterday when we recorded this the first time, there are gonna be tangents. Um, we're going to try to get out some good information on them, and we'll kind of go from there. Are you just going to jump into it now? Yeah, we're going to go right Man. to it. Is that right. okay with you? That's okay. So right. for question number one then is, how long should I rest between exercises? That's That was the question. Yeah, so rest periods, uh, like we talked about yesterday. Stop saying yesterday. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Uh, are going to be completely rela- uh, reliant on the type of exercise that you do, um, the, the time under tension that your muscles are under, Uh, how fatiguing it is on your nervous system. All these things are going to be huge into uh, how long you should rest. So, for instance, if you're going to do a single joint movement, uh, like a bodybuilding movement, something for some hypertrophy work, you're going to need anywhere between 45 seconds to about a minute and a half. That's typically what I'll program for people. Um, If you're going to do something like a, a very fatiguing compound movement, like a deadlift or a squat or a heavy overhead barbell press, um, you're probably going to need to rest about two to three minutes just because you're, you're... you're fatiguing your body, your your muscles and your brain need to kind of recover a little bit to be able to make your muscles uh, fire again. Does that sound pretty accurate to you? Yeah. You know, I keep thinking about when you do uh, every minute on the minute snatch or how the class does power cleans, three reps every, was yeah. it every minute on the minute or every yeah. other minute? And how come they could bounce back so quickly then? Right. So that, that's... Uh, that's one of those things that we would consider a battery test. So, um, you know, for somebody who's doing the support of CrossFit or somebody who's doing uh, CrossFit classes um, or anything like that, they're going to see that from time to time because it's good to, to work on and to test. Like, uh, so a battery test is you, you drain the battery, um, you're looking to see the body bounce back and be able to repeat that same effort again in a short amount of time, and you're training your body to respond to that kind of training. Um, which is why they would say that CrossFit is a functional type thing is because in real life, you're not going to get your two to three minutes of rest. But um, Man, but for weightlifters, for every minute on, or when you do a double, yeah. you hit it, you drop it, you walk around, come back to it, it still counts. Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you call that? Training mate? <laughs> That's a training mate every yeah. single time. Courting program, a little more uh, imams than I'm used to for uh, a weightlifter. Like she had you doing it for a little bit. Yeah, right? towards the end of my uh, weightlifting, I, that's a, that was a lot of my programming and it worked. I enjoyed it. It went up every single week. It's different because it, uh, we, I don't know we ever talked about this before, but um, that's not something that you see in a typical weightlifting program. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to know. Like I, I don't know that I would program that for a weightlifter myself just because I know that you're not training for a battery type element. You're training for something where like you're going to lift your heaviest load um, and you need to train your body to lift, you know, but, ones, twos, and threes. But at the same time, when you're going in the meet, you have, uh, if anyone's been in a meet before, you have three yeah. attempts to three attempts for a snatch, three attempts for a clean jerk to get heaviest. And then when they call your name out, you have one minute to make that lift. So in my eyes, it was just setting me up for that anxiety. So I only have a minute I have to get within a minute. My prep, it takes me like a minute and a half just to get set up. So I have to rush all that every single minute. Yeah, depending on how we timed your meets, it was almost <laughs> oh like it was, it was almost instant. like doing an, an imam because you'd have to do a whole bunch of warm up weights, especially when your coach couldn't tell what the uh, your other coach couldn't tell how many reps we were out, and your uh, your boy could Bruh. figure it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, let's go to the next question. Uh, so, just, just, <laughs> just to outline that a little bit, see if that's our first tangent, guys. We're just passionate about stuff. We like to give out information. Um, your rest periods are going to be dependent on how fatiguing the exercise was, um, how much weight you're lifting, how much time you're under tension. All those things are going to be factors in how much you should rest. General rule of thumb, compound lifts that are extremely fatiguing in your nervous system, you're going to need, I've seen anywhere from two to up to five minutes of rest. Five minutes? Yeah, I've seen somebody, like especially if you're, doing, if you're doing some very heavy deadlifts because uh, they're so fatiguing on your, um, on your uh, nervous system. Um, John Wellborn, the CrossFit football guy for a long time, he would have uh, people do a heavy single, you know, 90 to 95% range, and he'd rest them like four to five minutes. Because, I mean, he was like quoted and uh, famous for saying like, for a max deadlift, it takes, you know, up to 10 days to recover from that. I could, I you know could what I mean? That. So it's just such, such a, it's such a high amount of weight for uh, a person's body weight. So it's I can see body. that. But you also saw that when he programmed it too, because he would give so much rest. Um, so anywho, that's the answer to that. What's the next one there, sir? <laughs> uh, which is better for you, frozen or fresh produce? It's one of those questions. It is. It, it, let me guess. Yeah. It depends. It depends. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw something on uh, Instagram the other tangent. I saw something on Instagram the other day that Social was media? like, how do you know if how do you know if you've got a good coach? And it was um, if he says it depends a lot, right? So oh I'm just saying, gosh. just kind of like a little plug for us right there. So it, it does depend, though. Yeah. Um, so my, my look on this for opinion yeah. is I think if you're eating any greens or any vegetables in general, it's going to be good for you. Yes. So for someone like me, Ashley, could uh, back me up on this. I probably eat greens once a month compared to <laughs> Becky, where she eats 800 grams every single day. And to me, that's insane. But she said it's it holds her accountable, and she enjoys that. Yeah. Uh, she's doing uh, at 800 gram was it 800 gram challenge or yeah. something like that so uh, coach becky is uh she's a good friend of ours she's also a coach at our gym here in uh, washington crossfit seven cities uh, plug and she said that um she was very interested in doing this challenge that she found that was you know you're trying to get in 800 grams essentially of uh, colored foods so like we're talking veggies okay fruits, any kind veggies. of veggies fruits things like that <clears throat> there was another thing i saw on the social media where it was a 500 gram vegetable challenge mm -hmm. have you ever eaten uh ate 
500 grams of broccoli. Uh, I can imagine that that is disgusting. a that is an effort. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But um, what's your opinion though? Before you give so, us so before researching any of this stuff, it was. Um, fresh produce is going to be better and i was really thrown away by the research when we started getting into this a little bit no way man i still think i always i think fresh produce is really expensive so how do you accommodate for someone it's going to be frozen right 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 i agree with you too with your your your, um your comment on like uh having some veggies and fruits is better than not at all. Mm-hmm. But if you do that already and you're trying to hone in on that, there's actually yeah. some research that supports that depending on what you eat, one is actually uh, more beneficial frozen versus uh, being fresh. So um, any fruit and vegetable that is gonna have water sol- water soluble vitamins in it, like uh, you know anything that has berry at the end of it or uh, citrus fruits, bell like peppers, oranges. things like that, um, those are gonna be better uh, fresh. Just be, just based off of their vitamin content, and then the other one that, uh, and then the other side of that, the foods that are okay more frozen uh, are going to be things that have fat soluble vitamins in it, things like uh, uh, broccoli, cauliflower. What were some of the other ones we saw? Wait, it was like it was like broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, things, peas, leafy it, greens. Yeah, that leafy was greens. Where it was. Um, what's leafy fat soluble? Greens. What uh, vitamin is it? So fat soluble vitamins are uh, vitamin A, D, E, and K. Yep. Um, and then water soluble are going to be uh, vitamin B and vitamin C. Um, so the, essentially, the takeaway from that is depending on what type of fruit or vegetable you're going to have. Um, one is if you're really trying to hone in on that one percent of making a change uh, and really trying to pay attention to your food, um, those citrus fruits, bell peppers, uh, berries, things of that nature are going to be better fresh. And then frozen, you're looking at uh, any leafy greens is okay fresh, or I'm sorry, okay frozen. Um, ultimately, if you're eating fruits and vegetables, you're on the right path. Um, it, my my clients, if I'm being honest, if they're just eating vegetables and fruits and that's all those kinds of things, and that's maybe that maybe that's their first step. We won't even get into Mm-mm. this type of stuff until you know they're doing that for a year or so. So, what's your thought on eating greens? Well, no, I take that back. Everyone says you have to eat some greens. I, I have hate, to. I hate it, and Ashley. It's like trying to feed a toddler greens for the first time. Ashley, are you? Me. Do you need to puree it? Like sometimes it's it's funny watching men, my son, yeah. and I try to eat greens because he'll just take it out of his mouth and throw <laughs> it. And I have that same thought in my head. I, I want to do the exact same thing, Yeah. but it doesn't happen. I, I just have to force it down. Yeah, it, the thing that I actually didn't know about greens is they're so important in regulating uh, your hormones and everything. And, and if you don't do it, you're just going to run into trouble. You're going to run into issues with like what? Uh, just how your body regulates hormones. Uh, What's a hormone? Sleeping. I mean, oh, man. I'm joking. <laughs> Tangent. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Let's let's pull it back. Yeah, they're just so important in your normal processes, okay. and if you're not doing it, um, they can really cause issues. For instance, like, a, you know, let's talk about you know, for troubleshooting a person's diet, and they're eating, they're hitting their macros. You know, they're getting in really quality foods. Um, typically, questions I'll go from there is I'll start asking them about their stress. Uh, I'll start asking them like what are the timing of their foods and then I'll ask them like what is your you know micronutrient intake levels and usually if they don't have greens like I have a lady right now that um, she actually just I just checked an email this morning and uh, the only thing we changed with her last week is we added more veggies into her diet and she started to see some weight loss just purely based off of that so I truly believe that these vitamins and minerals are huge well it's just it fuels everything so So what's what's your thought on uh, powdered vegetables I also think that that can go with that it depends comment like where but, but no but if you're not doing any vegetables at all yeah. and then you have a powdered supplement that's gonna be better than not at all i agree yeah. uh, 
All right. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it there. All right. The next one is, uh, what, what is your favorite way of warm up? My favorite way to warm up. Give me a typical day. Um, it depends. I hate you. Well, it's gonna be. It's <laughs> it, gonna be it depending depend on what, what you do. What you're about to do. Yeah. yeah, if yeah. It's a, are you gonna run a marathon or are you gonna lift something heavy? Right. So let's let's do a uh, an example of like if I'm gonna deadlift or squat. Deadlift or squat. I'm gonna start off with something um, cyclical, which is just you know something repetitive, low or uh, low skill. Like uh, rowing, fan wheel bike, running, jumping rope, something like that. I'll do that for a couple minutes. Um, and then I'll go into some activation. So that can be anything from <clears throat> jumping into a hip circle, uh, doing some isometric holds of some exercise, some squatting exercise. Um, just something to, to fire up my glutes and hamstrings a little bit. Um, and then I'll roll right into um, movements that will mimic the range of motion that I'm going to use that day. So again, we're talking squat and deadlift so if i'm going to barbell squat and deadlift matter of fact that's what i'm doing today if i'm going to barbell squat and deadlift uh, i'm going to do some sort of kettlebells Me too. Um, kettlebell deadlifting or goblet squatting maybe i'll do some lunges just something that's going to get my hips and glutes fired up and then i'll actually roll right into um, some light reps of the uh, movement that i'm going to use that day so that's just an example but um, i'm actually not going to get into um, I'm not going to do a lot of static stretching. I mean, you and I both see people come in yeah. and just do a ton of static stretching before. What's the reason for not stretch, uh, static stretching for so long? So there, I mean, the jury's kind of out on that. So the, there was some, a research paper that came out, you know, a couple years back, I think it was like 2008 or something like that. And it was like, um, don't stretch before exercise. It degrades the, the ability for your muscles to fire just because you're, you're elongating them and then asking them to contract. Yeah, I read something that, like, yeah, it makes yeah. it lax, especially when you're trying to use it for um, short, what's it called, short fibers. Right, right. Well, your, your, your fast switch and stuff like that, you, the research was saying that you don't want to stretch on them and pull on them too much before you uh, make them fire. Uh, the part they left out about that was that they had these people holding these stretches for, like, 10 or 15 minutes or something crazy oh, like, like, like yoga not like yoga, like wrong yeah like you uh, name drop you should not <laughs> uh, i don't think that a person should come in here and stretch and hold something for like five or ten minutes and then go exercise i do think that that can degrade the muscle yeah. a little bit but like 30 seconds to uh, yeah 30 seconds, seconds to a minute i mean especially especially and we i don't know if you remember this from when we did our uh, olympic weightlifting certification years back um the guy made a comment to where like if you have problems getting into the position absolutely and maybe it's a good idea to do some stretching before and he was like but um if you don't like for you like you until your hip until your hip started uh, bothering you a little bit a squat was not something that was painful your first time mm -hmm. it was like you could just drop right into it whereas like me it takes me a couple reps to get my hips opened up a little bit well, we so have, maybe I could benefit from something like that. We have a few members here that have shoulder issues. Mm -hmm. So they need a little extra time to yeah. um, stretch it out, move it in different range of motions or different planes just to warm up for that class workout. Right. So it's one of those things where you got to play by it depends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, so much of, of fitness is that. So much of fitness is going to be it a is on it depends question. A uh, big thing is make sure you just do a gen, uh, general warm up. It's five yeah. to 15 minutes of something low impact, uh, repetitive, like what you said, and then mm -hmm. go into your specific warm up, uh, something that mimics the movement you're about yeah. to do squat, deadlift, snatch, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I love throwing in some activation work. You do a lot of it when you warm up too. So um, activation is huge in that too, just because you're making the muscles know. I've actually been playing around with, and I think I programmed a little bit of this for you when you were doing. Um, some of that functional bodybuilding stuff was I would program some um, the Awoken series, the Awoke, the Stay Woke series. 
Um, but we would do like uh, nervous system wake up stuff, like we were doing um, reverse hypers or yeah. um, for Ashley, I program like jumping squats and stuff like that. And then um, one of my clients here, he's a power lifter, he'll do uh, slam balls before, just kind of waking his nervous system up. Absolutely. Like, hey, you're going to fire, you're going to get ready to go. It works. Yeah. Love so. it. So, all right. So the next one is, can you target flat, fat loss? Sorry. Oh, man. Um, you cannot target fat loss. Um, so I got a little stubborn uh, love handles. Mm -hmm. There's no way you could target that and make it go there away. There is not. I can't there, do 500 crunches. Your genetics are going are gonna to depict where and how you lose your body fat. Um, this is why when I program for people, um, and I do their nutrition. I have them take uh, before and or before photos, and they have to send them to me every week because uh, where a person is storing body fat will tell a, a a story about what their what their hormone levels are, which are huge in regulating your body composition. Yeah. And if you're storing body fat, uh, you know, heavily, especially around like your your hip and your uh, the lower part of your stomach, that's going to tell a, a story about uh, what your cortisol is doing and stuff like that. So. Um, where you store your fat is going to be dependent on your hormones and your genetics and a whole other slew of things, but you cannot target your body fat. This kind of goes with uh, the next question I think you're about to touch on yeah. is what is the best way to lose fat then? Best way to lose fat, in my humble opinion, is going to be to mix some weight training in with some sort of intense cardiovascular effort. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be highly biased on like a CrossFit style workout. Um, so like a high intensity, constantly varied functional movement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just knocked, you just did the definition. <laughs> they actually, I think they changed it. I think it's, no. uh, I think it's, um, it used to be constantly varied functional movement executed at high intensity. Yes, there was a, there yeah. was a uh, particular verbiage, yeah. Yeah, well now it's like constantly varied functional movement. Done at high intensity. Performed like at high, like yeah. I don't know why they changed the words. I've like, because I had to remember it, uh, remember it for the test. I know that that's like, they. I noticed that they changed it. It's been so, it's been almost a decade. Yeah. So weight training, weight training with some intensity or some intensive uh, style cardio ex cardio efforts is going to be the best, in my opinion, for losing body fat. Um, and that's purely based off of, um, I know that when you're trying to lose body fat, then muscle is huge in metabolizing that stored fat that you have. And you're really missing the boat if you're not doing any weight training and you're trying to lose weight because muscle literally burns more fat. So if you're, if you're a person that doesn't carry around a lot of lean muscle mass, you are going to struggle more with getting that body fat off. Whereas, uh, it, I don't know if people are, ever put these two together, but you ever, you ever seen those like before and afters of like these, um, just guys that carry around or females that carry around more muscle mass than most that you would see. And then, um, they, they look kind of muscular with that extra body fat on. And then they're like, you know, they'll put up their after picture and they're like, you know, I cut down in, you know, 20 some days or something like that. Um, but when they cut down like that, it's uh, they're able to do it so fast because of the amount of muscle mass that they carry. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. So one big thing that I uh, uh, read was one pound of uh, one pound of body fat takes three uh, thirty five hundred calories to burn that fat. Right. So it doesn't mean oh if I work out and I burn thirty five hundred I'm gonna lose that pound of fat. If you burn five hundred calories you're gonna have to uh consume most people consume 500 right, right back right. so like what you always say you have to be in a small caloric deficiency right so it just takes a lot of time to lose that pound of body fat but like what you said having muscle helps burn it a little bit faster yeah, i mean the the bigger the muscle the higher your metabolism or the, the more lean muscle mass that you have because what is uh, it that that you and becky said um 
you could burn calories or you could burn fat for up to 24 hours after heavy uh, weightlifting. So you could do cardio, you could do all that stuff, but weight training is going to be the best, uh, best route for that. You know, there's a cool thing about, um, you know, I, I did this video the other day about, um, it was, what did I talk about? I talked about calories and like how calories actually just uh, stored energy, right? That's all a calorie is. I'm sorry, all a calorie is is energy. And um, when people carry excess body fat, that's just stored energy that they have, right? Well, what's going to help you to burn that stored energy is going to be more muscle mass. And then those intensity efforts are going to essentially pull off of that body fat just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then varying that a lot because you don't want your body – as you do the same things over and over again, your body will be accustomed to that and it gets used to it and it adapts and then it slows everything down. So, um, so changing your efforts, doing some weight training, uh, intensity cardio efforts. You can do long and slow cardio efforts if you want to. I, I, I find that that's going to be boring for a lot of people, but oh it can be gosh. effective. When I had to lose weight for weightlifting, yeah. I would walk on a treadmill at like a 10 incline for 20 minutes every single day. It was it was miserable. What did you used to joke about? Like I can be in shape if I just do... Um... Oh, my doc... <laughs> when I was in the military, uh, my doctor used to tell me, stop weightlifting, stop working out so much because uh, all these injuries would... Uh, it's caused because of that. So if you just walk 20 minutes per day, you'll be fit. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it. he wasn't military, I would say that's job security. Because the sicker you are, the more he gets, the more he sees you, the more you get, you know, he gets your copay and your insurance money. But for him in the military, that doesn't really matter. He doesn't matter. want to but see me. If a civilian person told, if a civilian doctor told an athlete that, and they have here at this gym, they're like, you know, you should stop doing weight training, you're going to be hurt. You should look more into like a cardio effort. Uh, I would highly recommend a new physician. A new physician. But, which is very difficult in the town of Bremerton. Correct. FYI. Um, BT dubs. I tried. All right, so moving on. All right, next one. Sorry for that tangent. Tangent. Uh, favorite supplement to take? Ooh. Wait. Huh, do go I want to go like the me personally? Do you or want like? a brand? Or do you want to just talk about different styles or different supplements there are? Man, so I think there's a couple, there's a there's gonna be uh, a couple different ways to go about it. Well, no, I just think. Let me guess. It depends. Yeah, <laughs> if we're talking like supplements so, that have shown to be uh, so, to be helpful to people. So take it opinion based first. Mm -hmm. What is your personal? What, what's your what supplements do you take right now? I only take fish oil, creatine, and uh, whey protein. Okay. Uh, any particular brand for fish oils? Um, no particular brand for fish oils. I think that if you stick to something that is regulated, like I'll get something. Uh, my fish oils that I get just have the USP label. Yeah. Uh, USP is just a nonprofit that um, essentially checks on um, like the dosing and the quality of a of a product and stuff like that. I think there's so many. There's fish oil, salmon oil, like. Yeah, krill krill oil, oil krill oil is one that has been shown to be um, the most effective at like reducing inflammation and. Uh, those omegas are actually really, really good for your brain just because your brain is mostly uh, fat and water. Um, so if you're giving those omegas into your body, uh, it's also good for your like your brain health and your yeah, uh, your longevity in your brain. So um, those are cool too. That's something I actually didn't know until recently. One um, thing that I know about uh, fish oils and stuff mm -hmm. is uh, you do pay for quality. Oh so gosh, you, could, yeah. you could take it both routes. You could get the fish oil from Costco, but you're going to end up taking 12 to 15 uh, pills mm -hmm. just to have it absorbed in your body better right. or you could pay a little bit more and only take one or two per day yeah and it's just up to you which route do you want to go most people don't like the taste of fish oil though yeah there's some that are like um liquid form that i i personally think are disgusting but um, no it's so good they, they have they like they Costco do flavor them a little bit yeah they have a little lemon pl flavor yeah so uh best supplements um 
for me personally, we're talking a whey-based protein, but not any whey-based protein. There's going to be different grades of that also. Um, when we recorded this yesterday, I got deep into the weeds on like the different types of proteins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just know that there's three different types. There's hydrolyzed, there's an isolate, and then there, most often there's a, they're going to be a concentrate. Um, if you're looking just for quality of protein, just try to focus on the, the hydrolysate or the, um, or the isolate. They're just going to be a better, uh, a better grade of protein they're going to be most easily absorbed in your body you are um, going to pay a little more for and those. you are going to pay more uh, we sell one in here at, uh, at our gym that's hydrolyzed in my opinion it's just uh, i'm not going to sell a product or recommend something that i don't believe in and um, for me it's been extremely helpful it's been the only thing that like it doesn't take off soreness like it's not a miracle product but it is something that i find that really does take the edge off of how sore i feel uh, and i can tell a difference when i don't take it so so one big thing is yeah. I don't bloat on that versus yeah. like I've taken a couple other big brand uh, proteins and yeah. I'll feel a little more um, just puffy, which so isn't the best feeling. Most of that puffiness um, is going to come from like if you have any kind of uh, sensitivity to like lactose or something like oh, yeah. that. So if you're, which is why like an isolate or a hydrolysis is going to be better is just because that's been, um, it's been processed so much that a lot of that, the, the lacto or the lactose level is so low in those types of proteins. Um, that they typically do away with the bloating and the gas and stuff like that that people talk about. Um, so I think that's pretty good on that one. Let's move on. All right. Uh, what is the best? Oh, my bad. <laughs> How do you diet while traveling? Dieting while traveling is tough, man, because you're, 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 you're pretty much at the, um, you're pretty limited to where and what you can eat. I think as a general rule of thumb, I, I made this comment a while back that um, if you eat good most of the time and your foods come mostly through, uh, things like lean meats, whole grains, fruits and veggies, if you and, and starches that are uh, of low glycemic nature, if you stick to those foods, just in general, um, you're gonna do pretty good when you're, when you're traveling. I personally, like if I'm, if all I can eat, like for instance, you know, if I have a busy weekend or something like that and I don't actually get the meal prep and I, I come to the, you know, I come to work on Monday or Tuesday and um, I'm limited to like what I can eat, uh, I'll go to Chipotle and then, um, I'll just be. I'll really pay attention to what they're putting on my food so that I can put it into my my fitness pal that day. So yeah. One thing uh, when we used to travel a lot for my meats, and I was still cutting, I would just look at the menu like you said, mm -hmm. lean meats. So chicken, maybe a beef patty. Um, not many people know this. You can substitute the buns on the burger for lettuce. It's called what? A, it's like protein style or yeah, something. Yeah, protein like that. style, animal style, whatever it's called, and that usually helps a lot. And then on top of that, you don't always have to go out to eat. You did this at the games. You can go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and just buy a rotisserie chicken, some rice, and it's the same thing. Nice. Yeah, and I'll do I'll do much of the same. Uh, I just try to be very conscious of where I'm going. And like if if I'm out in traveling and I just if I'm being completely honest, I just try to get something that's protein rich, just because I know through working with people and seeing people's diets constantly that's always going to be something that is protein levels are always low and it usually is a depiction of like they're eating out constantly or Rather they're getting their carbs. foods from places I'm, really it's so hard for me to get well you see my thing carbs and fats are the hardest for me yeah well it's true too that's probably true too because it's like anywhere you go it's either um like french fries or bread or something like that for carbs you get which is why i would choose chipotle because i know i can get some right. rice in there and okay. i can get my carbs up but I know it's always for me it's always going to be protein and then um 
I don't find that I go over my carbohydrates too much when I'm out. It's mostly like being low on my protein and going over my fat. So, so a couple of ways you could tackle it is either plan ahead. Yeah. If you know you're going to eat out, you could kind of fast throughout the day so you could uh, make room for that or just go go to a healthy restaurant or a healthy, uh, what's it called, healthy store. You know, a lot of them, for the most part now, they have like that, um, they're, they're, I forget the restaurant, but they have like a guilt a guiltless menu. <laughs> Well, they say guiltless, yeah, but yeah. it's like they're adding that in, and it gives you the option, especially if you go to a restaurant. You you really can go a long way if you just get you know uh, a New York strip, or you know a lot of them have like a, a chicken breast glazed in something, and then they'll have uh, a lot of them have a sweet potato option now, and then you can get some veggies on top of that. And, and I mean, what do you got there? Protein, yeah. fat, carbs, and veggies. You're good to go. Just don't be afraid. To talk to your waiter. Yeah. Let them yeah. know. Hey, I'm looking for something. A lot of them have this option. You just got to ask the question. Shoot. Uh, Yesterday I went to, uh, or when did I go? I went to Oak Table here in Silverdale recently, and um, I literally asked how many eggs were in my omelet so yeah. that I could track it and keep track of that. Um, they'll, they'll tell you the question. They, most of them have um, a general like amount of food they put in per serving to make sure that the portion is universal for everybody. So just asking the question is always go, it will always go a long way. Yeah, they see thousands of people. Yeah. Their question is not unique. No, it's not unique. <laughs> All right, so the next one's going to be, how do I know when I should take a day off? Uh, from working out oh man good question your body will let you know when it's time to take a day off i think general rule of thumb with that if you rest uh, every you know third or fourth day for most people uh, you know the worst thing that ever happened in the the fitness world was they built um, exercise programs around what we would call like a micro cycle which is a week like (sighs) uh, yeah so uh, you know a week a week trying to program your life around a seven day period. Obviously that's not an even number, so you can't say like, hey, rest every two days or something like that. I personally will rest people if they wanna work out, you know, five days in a week, I'll rest them on Thursday and Sunday, just because I find that by that fourth day, most people need that little break. What if you get someone that's addicted to working out? Uh, You could go the active recovery route, but the thing to remember about active recovery is that it needs to be low fatiguing on your, so, for active recovery, um, we're gonna get back into like the almost like a warm-up style thing to where um, you shouldn't be getting your heart rate up too high. It should be something cyclical like rowing, biking, or running. Um, you can get away with doing some um, like some light core work or uh, like an isometric hold or you know carries things of that nature. Those are gonna be really really good for active recovery. But the minute you start going really really hard at those things and you're getting your heart rate up and uh, your muscles are really fatiguing out. You're kind of missing the boat on that recovery element. I'm going to be honest, the person addicted to exercising um, is probably going too hard <clears throat> everywhere in life, not just in the gym. <laughs> and uh, I would argue, right, and I would argue more that they need that rest period or they need that, that day off more than the person who isn't addicted to working out, the one that just does it uh, for, you know, being healthy and fit purposes so uh general rule of thumb try to rest every you know third or fourth day um whether you do that with the week or not like you could like, I, I have a lady right now that just you know she works out three days she takes a day off and it it works but the the weekend doesn't throw her off so she's able to just continue with that rest every fourth day thing oh, wow. yeah so there that's she doesn't beautiful. have a she doesn't have a week cycle she just rests every fourth day and uh, that's working really, really well for her. She just does uh, kettlebell, dumbbell workouts. Um, it's kind of like trial and error. You're gonna, you say you gotta know your body a little bit, right, listen to your right. body. And it, and it works for her, it works for her. She gets a lot of good results that way too. So um, that works for her and we go with it. 
Alright. Uh, last one we got is, I work out a lot. Why am I not seeing any changes? Hmm. So either strength, body composition, whatnot. What's going on? I saw this question and I started drooling because I think that that question, I work out a lot and I don't get results. There's so many people that can identify with that. Oh I even gosh. could identify with that at a, at a time. There's... There's so many things that go on to whether you progress or not. There's, uh, do you have some sort of progressive overload in your training? Meaning, are you doing a little bit more uh, every week or every month? Are you progressing in that nature or not? If you're not, that's a, that could be the first place you could stop. The next place you could stop would be, what does your nutrition look like? Are you taking in enough food? Are you taking in enough protein, enough carbohydrates, uh, enough fats? Are those things under control? Okay, well, if they are, let's move into your, your lifestyle. Are yeah. we talking like, what is your stress level? How are you sleeping? Um, what is your sleep hygiene? Um, if that's not working well, that we can start looking at... Um, well, like, well, okay, what's the breakdown of your macros? Like, maybe, you know, fats are huge. Healthy fats are huge on, like, signaling your hormones. So, like, if your hormones are off, they could be stopping you from um, progressing. So, now we look at, like, well, maybe let's increase your fat a little bit. Um, take your carbs down just a tad. I mean, there's a thousand. You could go so many different ways about Most this. Most of these, yeah, it does depend. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does depend on a lot of things because I've talked to a few people where they follow your program to the T, but yet... Hey, how are you sleeping? Oh, three or four hours a day. Yeah. And that's not going to help at all because you gain the most when you recover or right. when you sleep. I remember you saying that. I actually sent a check-in sheet to my clients um, that I train online right now every single Sunday. Oh, I see that. Yeah, but it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't feel it out. So I sent it to them on Sundays because like, I always want to have that data because if they tell me like, you know, like I'm not motivated this week, my mood's been garbage, I'm stressed. Don't tell me that goes with nutrition. Uh, you know, I'll even ask them on like, uh, I have one that I have another piece that I send to her every week or like on a scale of one to 10 because I know she struggles with hitting her macros and I'm like, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how much are you on your macros? Like, uh, what's the what's the quality of that? Are you within the uh, levels that I give you or are you way out to lunch? Because I'm not going to modify your diet or that's not even going to be, I'm not even going to move from that troubleshooting point unless you've taken care of that first. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's so many factors to that and, and paying attention to your stress, your lifestyle, your food, making sure if you're doing my exercise program, there's progressive overload in there. If you're doing my online program, I'm recommending weights for you every week for the most part. So that's in there. Um, if we're doing your diet, then, you know, your fats and your carbs and your proteins are moving. And then sometimes like finding out what is causing the, your lack of progress is going to be a troubleshooting period. Like if Man. we got 10 things, we got to change, then I'm going to change one of those 10 things first. We're going to roll with that for a week. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to move on to the next one. And it like, because you don't want to change a whole bunch of things at once because then you can't really zero in on like what's causing that. Like for you, we're messing with your food. We're like, we're taking your food up because you're, you're like, uh, I'm losing weight as my food's going up. Yeah. Well, like, so for those yeah. that don't know, Cody and I are trying to gain some weight. Um, it's one of those things where like we had to lose weight or stay back for so long. We just want what? what what's your reason for gaining weight? Man, years for years, you know, I competed in CrossFit and uh, I'm already six foot five, two twenty. Like I couldn't walk around any heavier than that because the gymnastic elements, like the muscle ups, the rope climbs, the chest the bars, the toes the bars, handstand push ups, all those things would be just that much more difficult if I was a you know a 230 or 240 plus pound guy. And now that uh, I've kind of backed out of the, uh, I, I joke around and say I retire, but it, more or less I've kind of backed away from competitive CrossFit just a little bit. Um, and I, you know, I just do group workouts with my classes and doing some accessory work. 
um, I'm taking this opportunity to try to put on some weight and eat. And I, I'm gonna, man, I am struggling with gaining weight the same way that I struggled with um, losing weight. And, it, and it's pretty cool to like, this is the first time I've actually really given it a go. Um, but I did notice yesterday, uh, I did a check-in with myself and um, I've gone up six pounds in six weeks. You know, which is perfect for a person trying to gain weight. That is, that's really cool. Um, what's it called? The exact same thing hap- uh, is with me. I had to be tethered to a weight class for weightlifting for so long, uh, 151 pounds. Right. And it was very difficult. As soon as you gain a little bit of weight, you felt slower. You felt right. just heavy. So I always stayed around the 155, 154 range. Mm-hmm. But now that they moved to weight classes and I got injured, it feels good to gain a little extra weight. It feels good to uh, have just a little bit more fat around yeah. where I bought uh, my organs, my fats, those kind of things. So it feels good. Walking around super lean all the time is just not something that's... Um, it's painful. Not only painful, but it's just like it's not ideal. Like yeah. you shouldn't walk around at 4 or 5%, 6% body fat. I mean, our, our friend our friend right now who's doing contest prep, she's miserable. Oh. Uh, and I know it's like she looks great. Like her, her physique is phenomenal, but... Um, she she came and stood at the desk with me the other day and she was telling me like she has this um this box that's just full of like goodies and candy and like she just stares at it because she wants it so like that's not a way to live your life like i did that for a little bit like i used to crave water uh towards the end of my cuts and that's that's a disgusting way to live right right when i would cut weight from my mma fights like (laughs) (laughs) you know what a what a crazy way is like to cut all this weight out and then you know there was one time when i got down to 186 uh you gave me literally an iv in the car on the way to olive garden where i just again six foot five just six (laughs) foot five 186 uh and then i got to we got to um olive garden and i ate all the (laughs) pasta meatballs and breadsticks that i could and uh the next day i weighed 214 so we're, we're talking like we're talking a 30 pound weight yeah. gain in a overnight like what a what a crazy way to mess up your hormones and yep. your body. eyes were sunken in how yeah. bad you were yeah megan joked around and said it looked like that i was like in a prison camp or something yep. like that and it was bad um and that, that's how a lot of these physique predators look too and granted it's just you know they just do it for a uh, a small period of time but nonetheless that is not healthy at all mm-hmm. um <laughs> Those yeah. are all the questions we Tangent. have tonight. Wow, we went we went like 12 minutes more than we did the other day. Um, yeah, so that's all we got today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope you enjoy uh, our content and um, us giving out information. We really just want to make sure that we educate as many people as we can and that you can get something positive or maybe learn just one thing every single time you listen to us. Um, Van Wicker, where can they find you online? I know you're not a big social media, but media, or uh, I wish you were. You got some good, valuable information to put out. Uh, where can they find you at online? So I do not have a Facebook, more okay. than a few, uh, but not you can find me on the Instagram at the number zero, Nguyen. Or some people say win. You know, sidebar. I've had people come up to me and correct the way I pronounce my last name. Because you don't know your last name. <laughs> Apparently. People, <laughs> I'll say, they would say, what's your name? Uh, Nguyen. You mean win? No, no. no. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> How are they going to, it's like somebody tell me that my name isn't Smith. It's math. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. Thanks like, for that. Yeah. So there's my, there's my pet peeve of the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can find him there. Uh, maybe one day we'll get him posting some more information. He does put up some kids of, or some pictures of his wife and his kid from time to time. That's always cool to look at. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at 
the CF7C coach on Instagram. You can also follow our gym here at CrossFit Seven Cities on Instagram. Uh, if you're if you're a, a book of facer, if you're on the Facebook, you can look me up in the search bar. You can check out Cody Smith or our gym, CrossFit Seven Cities. Uh, and maybe you're listening to this remotely and you want to uh, find out how I could help you out with some online coaching. I do do individualized uh, workouts and nutrition for people. Yeah. Um, having a lot of success with it i'm really enjoying that just being able to reach more people so if you need help with that you can always shoot me an email uh cody at crossfit seven cities.com or you can reach out to me on those social media outlets um, and also do us a favor head on over to itunes give us a five-star rating um, give us feedback on our podcast we're always looking to improve and making sure that we're getting out more great information so give us a review hopefully five stars um, and then we'll uh talk to you next time